The Nationals got a much-needed series win against the Detroit Tigers, but I'm going to tell you why this is the series that the Nationals had to win. I'm going to tell you about that, but also, Davey Martinez, come have a seat at the principal's office. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Clary, and if you are taking your first listen to Locked On Nationals, then again, thank you guys for making us your first listen. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network where you get your team every single day. And as we get started, let's lay the groundwork for today's show Later on in the third segment, we are going to preview Juan Soto making his return to Nationals Park tomorrow night for the second time in his career as a San Diego Padre. But again, it is exciting nonetheless. We want to talk about Soto. You're going to get Juan Soto. In the second segment, it is a Monday, so it is a National Stock Report Day. But first, we're going to talk about some of the Detroit Tiger series that I wasn't too thrilled with. And this is something that has had a track record over time when it comes to Davey Martinez. Listen, let's set the record straight. Davey Martinez is a 2019 World Series champion. I understand that. And I understand and I agree. He is a legend. Anytime that Davey Martinez walks into a bar in Washington, D.C., you and I, we are buying him beers. No debate about that. But also, here's the thing. Davey Martinez has one winning season as a manager in Major League Baseball. Davey Martinez has a track record of not going to guys at the right time. And we have seen that in this series against the Detroit Tigers. It's either this. He lets guys go out there a little too long, but also on the other side, he takes guys out a little too early. And as I've said over time, Davey Martinez kind of puts training wheels on some of these younger guys, like a Josiah Gray, like a Mackenzie Gore. And at times, like earlier this year against the Los Angeles Angels, when Davey Martinez pulled out Mackenzie Gore, I didn't yell. I didn't really care. I thought what he did in that situation, going up against that lineup, that is what you do. It's a tight ball game early in the game. Mackenzie Gore's walking, guys. Bases loaded, two outs. You need to get it out there to keep yourself in the in the ball game. And that is what he did in that situation. But over the weekend, like Saturday, for example, not even talking about Josiah Gray, which we will get into because on Sunday, he did kind of the same thing with Josiah Gray. But on Saturday, Patrick Corbin, who was dealing and who has been dealing for a while now. It's been this totally revamped Patrick Corbin that we haven't seen in some time. Well, Patrick Corbin is in through six innings pitch, only 74 pitches, and Davey Martinez pulls him. And oh, right after he gets his 1500th career strikeout. Davey Martinez has made decisions like this to where it can, one, cost you a ball game. 
And two, it ruins your bullpen, especially for a bullpen that's not so deep. And then on Sunday with Josiah Gray, he does basically the same thing yet again with Josiah Gray, keeping the training wheels off him and pulling him out way earlier than you probably should have. Not as early as Patrick Corbin, but again, still way too early. Five innings, you pull Josiah Gray at 88 pitches. In five innings, yes, he did walk six batters. But also, he just had a three-up and three-down inning in that fifth inning. You have 12 pitches left to play with, in my opinion. Let Josiah Gray get the first two batters of that inning. Or maybe let him go to 105, 110 pitches. And I'm here of the perception that I agree most of the time with these decisions with these young pitchers. But I also think when you have such a heavy lead the way that the Nationals did at that time, we had a five-run lead. It was 6-1. to one. You pulled Josiah Gray at 88 pitches through five innings, and yes, I know, he walked six batters in the four innings before that. I understand. But that is a time to where when you know on Monday you have an off day today, you have to give your relievers the rest that they deserve. Because guess what he went to? Andres Machado, who's been meh so far, kind of what we expected and what we've seen over the years. Then you go to Kyle Finnegan, another arm that we use probably a little too much. Carl Edwards Jr., another arm we probably use a little too much. And Hunter Harvey, an arm that we use every single night and who is our closer moving forward. These are times to where you take advantage of the lead that you have been given. You go the limit with Josiah Gray. 88 pitches is not enough. If you're getting rocked around the yard, pull him at 88 pitches. I understand that. But when you have a five-run lead, you have to play it smart. And that was not smart baseball at the end of the day. It was not. Pulling Josiah Gray in that game doesn't just makes sense to me. In fact, it makes no sense to me. Because in this, one, what are you telling your starting pitcher, your best pitcher of the season so far? At 88 pitches, probably telling them, hey, we're going to go to the bullpen. You've walked six batters, but guess what? You're not getting the job done. Because you do have some left in the tank. And maybe Josiah Gray told him in the in the dugout, hey, Davey, I don't have it, man. I'm done. Okay. If he did that, awesome. I haven't seen anything on that. But at the end of the day, you have to continue to trust your pitching staff and your young pitchers. Because I'll reiterate the point. I understand letting a guy like Mackenzie Gore earlier on in this season against the Angels to pull him early. But against the Detroit Tigers, a five-run lead going into the sixth inning, And you go to your bullpen, and it's not even one of your aces. It's not Thaddeus Ward, who can eat up a couple innings. It's Andres Machado, someone who lasted a third of an inning after giving up two earned runs, only one strikeout. He walked the batter, and oh, he gave up a home run. So that is not winning baseball, let alone it's not smart baseball. That's why I don't really understand this perception that Davey Martinez has. Give your bullpen the rest. Give these guys two days rest. Give Finnegan, Edwards, and hell, even Harvey a two-day rest program there. Because these are guys that 
we have seen in high leverage situations all year. It's no, no one's guessing as to who we're going with. We know who's going to be out there in a high leverage situation. Hunter Harvey will be there every step of the way. But at the end of the day, you have to give these guys the rest when it's eligible. And if you're going to go to a bullpen piece in that situation, why don't you go to Thaddeus Ward? Someone with a five-run lead. Someone who I believe still has the stuff to be what the Nationals wanted him to be when they took him number one overall in the Rule 5 MLB draft this offseason. So at the end of the day, Davey Martinez has to start thinking for the now. And not only for the now, but for the future. Because you can't just keep on utilizing your bullpen the way that we have been. In not that smart of a way. And that is the big picture element of this Washington National season. Is that you have to let Josiah Gray and even Patrick Corbin on Saturday when he's dealing. Let them go the distance. Give your bullpen a break. Because these guys, Mason Thompson, we saw him that first month in April. He was dominant, as we saw last year. He's taken a step back now. And honestly, what I think is because, one, he's been out there every other night, it feels like. Then people are just adjusting to what he throws. And that's not a great thing for a young, relieving pitcher. So at the end of the day, Davey, if you're out there, if you're listening, I'm pleading, I'm pleading for you. Let these guys go in situations like that. A close game. Or hell, if it's a five-run lead like Josiah Gray on Sunday, you let him go. You let him feast. Just let the guys play. Don't go to your bullpen. Have you seen the bullpen as of late? It hasn't been that good. So, Davey, you messed up. But at the end of the day, the Nationals won a series that you had to win. And that is beating the Detroit Tigers, which I believe we are a much better team and organization and everything else than the Detroit Tigers. They are a mess, a dumpster fire, as some would say. But you got the series win. We got the dubs after a terrible performance on Friday, besides that little late comeback that we had. It was good to get the series win. Now it's time for a Nationals stock report as this is the segment to get you caught up on who's been hot and who's been not. I'll tell you about that. But before we get into the Nationals stock report, I got to tell you guys about our friends over at eBay Motors. And for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just Right, So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to My Garage and look for the green check to know your part will fit or, of course, your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. Now we get into a Nationals stock report as we always start out on a positive note. And what better way is there to start out 
than Jamer Candelario. A stock up for the guy because the past seven games, he has a 1586 OPS. He's got two home runs, five RBIs, seven extra base hits, and 16 hits in total. This guy has been on fire. And honestly, we've talked about the possibility of trading him at the deadline. Is this someone that we want to keep now and, and maybe possibly extend for a few years on a cheap deal? Who really knows what it is with J. Mayor Candelaria? I'm going to tackle that topic at some point this week on whether what we should do with J. Mayor down the line. But the way that he's been hitting lately, the way that he has been hitting in May in general is something to really keep note of because I see J. Mayor and I see someone who's a solid defensive third baseman, a switch hitter up at the plate, someone who can put damage on the ball. That is a valuable player. And especially for someone who hasn't really been that valued by the Detroit Tigers. That's what he did against his former team this last weekend. Just absolutely killing them. And that's something that we all just want to see from J. Mayer. Because we know that this guy has the talent. And in total, he showed the Detroit Tigers that you done messed up. So, six hits against the Detroit Tigers. Round of applause for J. Mayer Candelario. You deserve the number one, I guess, first list, you could say, of the National Stock Report. You're number one on the list. You deserve to go first. You deserve to have the most said about you because J. Mayor Candelario was the hottest national of the week. I could even put in Lane Thomas in the National Stock Report as another stock up. Just know it's stock up again for Lane Thomas as well. I don't need to explain it. He's on fire. We can all see it from here. But a stock down for Nationals' fifth starter Jake Irvin two and two thirds innings four earned runs four walks two home runs Friday night against the Detroit Tigers again a pretty pedestrian offensive lineup going up against Javier Baez one of the worst hitters in baseball at this moment one of just an atrocious offense with Spencer Torkelson there's just not much going on in that Detroit Tigers offense getting rocked the way that Jake Irvin did was not ideal although let me say this Keybert Ruiz, C.J. Abrams, you got to be better. Keybert Ruiz, the pass balls, and a, one that was rewarded in a wild pitch for Irvin, really should have been a pass ball looking at that. But the way that the MLB rules things, it's all weird. C.J. Abrams, again, you have to be solid in the field. And these are all things that not everyone accounts, but I surely do when going into account for a starting pitcher especially at the age of 26 someone who's a rookie in his first few starts in major league baseball you have to make them feel comfortable and what makes a starting pitcher feels comfortable solid defense a catcher that's going to block a ball in the dirt things that you have to do and that you really need to do in the major leagues to make yourself that premier player keep at Ruiz you got a contract extension this offseason and it wasn't for the production that you have been putting up so far we need to see a little bit more of a step up from Keybert Ruiz. But again, I'm not worried about that because Jake Irvin, still at the end of the day, has to get strikes across the plate, and that's not what he did. Four walks in two and two-thirds innings. And a lot of people thought Jake Irvin had the best command in the national system. A lot of scouts have been saying this. A lot of people who cover minor league baseball have been saying it. But Jake Irvin got rocked around by a bad team. And again, that's his second start in a row now. It's starting to look like, uh, should Jake Irvin be down in the bullpen maybe? 
Who knows at this point? In my mind, he's a starter for at least the next month until we get someone else up in the major leagues. But now time for a stock up for Ildemaro Vargas. And Ildemaro Vargas, someone who kind of came out of nowhere for the Nationals in 2022, I believe was DFA'd by the Chicago Cubs. He's 31 years old, and he has been killing the ball since getting off the injured list with the Nationals in 2023. Again, in the month of May, he's got a 458 batting average, a 708 slugging, and a 458 OBP. His OPS is well above 1,100 at this point. It may be in the 1,200 range. In fact, it is, if I do my math correctly, just like that. Ildemaro Vargas, again, coming off the IL, you have seven RBIs, an 1167 OPS in your last seven games with the Nationals. He has been killing it, adding a bunch of production on the offensive side while playing a solid third base or really wherever you put him in the infield. He's kind of that utility guy that every team wants and needs, especially come postseason time. To have someone like Ildemaro Vargas, who may not have an everyday spot in this lineup, is of value to a team maybe like the New York Yankees or a team that is ready for a postseason run and use him and utilize him in the postseason into wherever they may need. Because not only is he a solid fielder, but he's getting it done at the plate now. And also, he can run the bases pretty damn well. That's some value for a major league team in the postseason hunt. So, Ildemaro Vargas has been killing the ball down in the Nationals system. Stock down for Davey Martinez. I talked about why Davey Martinez deserved this stock down in the first part of this segment. You pull Gray, five innings pitch, 88 pitches, and again with Patrick Corbin, six innings pitch in 74 pitches. You're wasting the bullpen when you could have a second day off for those guys. And again, maybe you're only saving a few pitchers here and there. It's better than nothing. You have to utilize your bullpen and your arms. Everything that I said in this first segment is why it's a stock down for Davey Martinez. It just doesn't really add up and make sense to me at the end of the day as to why you are doing this. You have to save your bullpen when you can, especially when they're young guys like this. But also, I think the Nationals are underutilizing a guy like Thaddeus Ward. Go to him. Go to your innings eater. Don't go to Andres Machado. I get it you like his stuff. We know you love Andres Machado. But at the end of the day, this guy is not a big league pitcher. He just isn't. You have Thaddeus Ward. You selected him first overall in the Rule 5 draft for a reason. This guy has to be on your lineup. You can't just option him down in AAA. That's not how the Rule 5 draft works. You can't just put him down in the minor leagues. So start utilizing him. That's the part that I don't understand about this whole Thaddeus Ward experience. Only 12 games so far in this season. Yeah, he's got a 4.86 ERA, but he's pitched 16 and two-thirds innings. He's striking out, guys. He's walking a hell of a lot of batters as well, but his whip's only a 1.38. He's given up a lot of home runs. He's walking a lot of guys. Guess who else did that? Josiah Gray, Mackenzie Gore last year, Mackenzie Gore this year. It's a young pitcher, man. 26 years old, first year in the major leagues. This guy's got to grow at some point. He's got the stuff. He's got the strikeout stuff. He can be a reliable reliever down the road if you were to just give him the opportunities to do so. 
But now, speaking of opportunities to do something, Juan Soto gets his second crack coming back to Nationals Park to prove why the Nationals should not have traded him. Well, let's talk about Juan Soto in his second stint with the San Diego Padres going up against the Washington Nationals back in D.C. Will people boo him? Will people cheer him? We'll answer it all right after I tell you guys about our friends over at So Rare. And guys, So Rare is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competitions and rewards. It's also pretty cool that Juan Soto, the guy that we're going to be talking about now, is a partner over at So Rare. So, we're co-workers after all, am I right? Head to SoRare.com slash locked on. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash locked on to start playing today. And now we get back into Juan Soto making his return to Washington Nationals Park. Why did I say Washington Nationals Park? So awkward on my hand. Let me just get this out of the way first before we get into it. Thank you guys for sticking through me this last week as I've been battling a cold. Obviously, my voice was in and out over this last week. And also, today's show is here a little late because of some Wi-Fi issues here in the building where I record but again, we're back up and running. Everything's fine. The cold is gone for the most part, and we're back and running. Now let's talk about Juan Sono and get to what he has done so far with the San Diego Padres. And I mentioned the question. Nationals fans are a little brutal at times. Let's just be honest and call it as it is. Nationals fans can be a little brutal. But should you boo Juan Soto? Every day is out there. You're listening to me? You got me? We are not going to boo the franchise's greatest player of all time. You heard me. The greatest player in this franchise's history of all time. The most talented person to walk through those entrances over at Nationals Park. The most talented baseball player possibly of all time. The player compared to the great Ted Williams, you will not boo him. You will boo Bryce Harper, but you will not boo Juan Soto for the second straight year. There were some boos last year, and a lot of people were upset. It was relatively pretty quick when he came back to Washington after getting shipped off to San Diego. But again, for the people who were upset about declining the largest contract in MLB history, I'm declining that contract too because of what Juan Soto knows what he's going to get down the line in free agency. And yes, Juan Soto has kind of fallen off a cliff, but that cliff that he has fallen off of is an 871 OPS in 2023. And in 2022 with the Padres, 
It was a 778 OPS. And oh, not to mention, he's got a 145 OPS plus now. Last year with the Padres and with the Nationals, he had a 149 OPS with them. Juan Soto is still Juan Soto. He is the all-star player that we all know and remembered here from Washington, D.C. The people who worry about Soto and what he has done so far, they may not really know what has really transpired over the years and really being a Washington national. His brother signing within the organization. He was still shell-shocked when the Nationals moved on from at the deadline last year. We all saw the news. We all saw the headlines and the stories at that point. He was crying in tears because he was getting traded from the franchise. I don't feel bad for the guy. He's a franchise player who's going to be making millions upon millions of dollars. No one should feel bad for him. But also the human element of this. He thought he was going to be a Washington national for life, just like a lot of us did. Foolishly, to be honest. But you will not boo Juan Soto. Ridiculous to do so. He declined an extension to where he is in bed with Scott Boris, who does not do these extensions. He is in his ear telling him, I will get you X amount of money. What's that dollar amount? I will get you that and more. And also, maybe with a better organization, like the Padres or the Yankees. Who really knows? But don't boo Bryce Harper, or don't boo Juan Soto. Boo Scott Boris, his agent. The person in his ear, the influence, who, by the way, has always been damn good at his job. Who has always gotten his player, whether it be Bryce Harper, Anthony Rendon, Steven Strasburg, all these guys over the years, he has gotten them paid. And not only have they been paid, they have been paid well above what they were due. So at the end of the day, you should not be booing Juan Soto. And you should not be worried about the production of Juan Soto. It's still mid-May. Think about the tear that he could go on in July and what he will go on. And also, not to mention, he's already starting to turn around with the San Diego Padres. So, of course, you can catch tomorrow's game on the SXM map, of course, with our friends at SiriusXM. The Nationals against the Padres, 7.05 Eastern time first pitch just search nationals over there and thank you guys for making locked on nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast i'll talk to you guys tomorrow as i am talking with hobby my guy from locked on padres we're gonna preview the series a little bit but also we're gonna take a look at the juan soto trade who has won the trade so far in 2023 we're gonna get to you that tomorrow on the other edition of Locked On Nationals.